today I'm talking about I'm talking about on the farm. I'm still on the farm. And I was speaking about the smokehouse. That's where smoked meat came from. Moving on. Now after the smoke the meat is smoked they could pack it in salt. At that time, salt was a very important thing on the farm. I don't know what happened, but it used to keep meat and stuff very good. You put salt. And when I be talking about the farm, I, you might hear me refer back to something I remember. But this is one thing I really want to talk about now. I know it been a few years ago on the farm, but it's something about the farm you never forget. The garden, the vegetable, potato, onion, cabbage, cucumber, growing the garden. You never forget that stuff when you walk in the supermarket in 2023. Can you imagine back in 42, 41, what happened in 40, 45, 46? What happened, what we did then, and what our foreparents were doing in the 30s and 20s. That's why we were able to do it in the 40s. And now in the 40, there was very little of everything. And people were honest back there then. You didn't have to lock your door. You didn't have to take the keys out your cars. They changed all of that. So you had to lock your door at night. You didn't have to worry about nobody coming in your house. You didn't have to worry about nobody bobbing your car. They changed that. Now, children, you were raised with respect and dignity. Yep. You said yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, to everybody older than you. That have changed. We're not going to talk about it right now, 2023. Back there, things begin to change now. I must be getting around 10, 11. And leaves it was a big job. We raked leaves off the trees with a rake. And we were the machine. We were the motor to the rake. But now, so many leaves were falling on the trees and people that had big, farm, big yards, had big trees, 
We made money rocking the tree. Lawnmower. When the grass grow, we had to push the lawnmower. I can't stand them. We had to push it to cut the grass. Now, all the saws, all the saw, we had to pull and push them. And now, it is the food. You remember the big black pot in the backyard? Food, <clears throat> we had, you had to grow. Most of the food would grow. You had to grow. It was no supermarket. Meat market, yeah. But then very many people go to the meat market because you raise your own hog, your own chicken, your own pigs and everything. This was an everyday thing. Draw well from the water. You put wood in the house. You put coal in the, uh, uh, in for the stove. When this getting late now. Coal has showed up. Coal stoves have showed up. That means your big round pot belly heaters, we call them, because you could put coal in there. Matter of fact, you could put enough of coal in to last all night long. And you start to fight off with it, Kindling, they call it. You had to have wood to kill a small a piece of wood off a tree limb, small pieces we call kindling. That's what you start the fires with for the big wood. And the big wood and the coal, the coal was started the same way. Ooh, you were so glad to get coal. We moving on. So now, we coal came along for a while. They came up with what we call color. I don't know. I think they call it cursing now, but color during them days, he just came out. So color came out, but. It, they wasn't good, so they didn't last very long because they weren't good as coal. And then you had to bring it in, and you had no way to put it in the winter. Snow be all over everything. And your hands would get so cold sometimes, or you weren't able to put your foot by glove. And if you came, showed up, these people working from, and you had gloves on, at that time, they wouldn't let you work. That's all. Oh, you don't want to work. You got gloves on, so you didn't come to work. That was so silly. Okay. Now, just before the snow call, pumpkins, what they call jack it's very good when you're frying. People don't know about that because down home we had soul cooking. And the food down south will cook different from the food out west and the food up north. That's why people, most of our people, cook for other people. 
Matter of fact, I'll just put it, black women cook for the white folks. When it, now, up here, we call it soul food because of the way it's cooked. Ooh, you're talking about good. I still can remember some little good dinner. Miss Nancy made my mama. Grandmama used to cook. I still like that kind of cooking. And so, you eat, you come in from the field, you had to bath up and go to bed because you had been sweating so hard that day and everything. You learn to keep yourself clean. Very important, even today. People like to smell clean people. Now, here we go again. That's why I have to peer back to something. My toys was grasshopper, bumblebee. Grandmama had all kind of pretty flowers in her garden. When I couldn't get to mama, I go up to grandmama yard with a jar. You learn how to catch bees in a jar from their pretty flowers. The bees like them because I don't know they would get them to make honey. What you know, old folks told me. They would tell a whole lot of things. Some were true, some was not true. But anyway, I played with. We had a bug called we called it a juniper bug. I don't know what it was, but it didn't bite you. The thing so we would catch them in a jar and tie a string around their leg and watch them fly out, fly back, fly out, fly back. It's like something like a small kite. But anyway, I use that word anyway. But now, so these flowers, they were so pretty. And these was my toys. When I was a kid, I spent time with them and bugs and grasshoppers and stuff. And when I went to the field and catch them, I didn't have time to play with the bugs no more the grasshoppers, and another thing, at night, how we would set out at night to keep a mosquito away from us. we sat on the front porch, it would be dark because we didn't have no light, but we would light old gray, and smoke would come from it, having smoking. That's to get the mosquitoes away from us. This was life during that time. So the, the smoke, from the from the rag, mosquitoes didn't like it, so we would have the rag and 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 light it up, and then you pat it out, and then it would smoke. And if if it blazed, you go back, you pat it out again to keep it where you set out on the porch. You went to bed kind of early. Most people did. Old people look like they stay woke half of the night up. You go messing with something on that farm and everything, the dog will let you know. And everything on on that on that farm, 
with Bob a stranger if he walk on that farm. Because that's where we train. Rooster, dogs, cat, and everything. And now, the mules and, and the cows and everything, at night, you had to feed them. You had to walk, feed the pig. You had to water every day. This went on. It was work. And we thought nothing about the work. We thought more about our hat than we did the work. So, when they come, you was in the field. Because just before day, the roots would crow. And we had to go to the field. Whew! I said, <laughs> I'd be glad when I didn't have to go to the field. But after I'd been there for a year or so, I love it. I didn't know. I would love to farm. I was grown to be a farmer because my granddaddy, like my, he was a farmer. And now we had to go cut grass out the garden, grass out the cornfield. He grow strawberry, watermelon. He grow everything you can name. We grow it. And now, we move on. We need work on the wagon now. That was our transportation. That's what we went to town in. We went to church in. The mules in the wagon. Everywhere you go, you had a place to tie your horse up or tie your mules up, whichever one you were riding that day. For a long time before I saw a one-pump service station. I know it was a long time before you saw a two-pump service station. Now, I look at it, I'm so proud that I live to see 11, 12-pump gas station. But now, cars are much pretty, I can't say prettier, but they are much faster, much better, better cars than was in them days. Because back in them days, cars had what we call inner tube. If you had a flat, you take the tire off, get the inner tube out of it, and patch it, and you had a pump. You pump it yourself. There wasn't no such thing putting a quarter in and the air getting in the tire. Oh, no. That was impossible. But this is the way life was. And so you put the tie back on the car, go on about your business. Now, the bicycle was the same way. If you had a flat on it, took the tie off, pull the inner tube out, pass the inner tube, put it back in, took off. You had to do this yourself. So, after that, you go on around on the farm, see what needs to be done. It always was something done. You can work from sun up to sundown when you slow down the 10 things across your mind that could have been done. 
Now, we thought I got about out of school. I was good for money that time, like I said, we took a lunch to school. And sometimes I say that I would trade my lunch to a friend of mine for his lunch. We would trade lunch every day. I liked it. His mama cooking uh, lunch. I liked his lunch, and he liked my mama cooking. If I knew what now, I wouldn't have traded my lunch with him. But I'm so glad that I did. I learned something. There I ate sausage, bacon, ham, biscuit, cornbread. But he had light bread. We call it light bread back home. Uh, that means white bread, he had wheat bread. But we had, so he had the honest sausage. And I love them. Even to this day, I'm so glad <laughs> because I learned something when I became a Boy Scout. Now things begin to change. Oh, it must be about 47, 48, maybe 60 now. I would get those Viana sauce and stuff. I could go to the store and have a, a market done sprout up. Now, in 1953, maybe later, I think was the first fast food joint. Now, things begin to change. Third, you work Monday to 12 o'clock. On Saturday, you everything shut down. You get off. Now, you clean up and you go where we said go to town. So, just before I got old enough to go to town and stay by myself, Daddy would give me a dime to 15 cents, go to the movie. Cost a dime of 15 cents. So I went to the movie and I sat there all day long. A bag of popcorn on for called $5 and it was about as tall as I was. And it only cost about five cents. I said $5, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, it cost five cents, uh, 10 cents to go in, in the movie theater and five cents for a bag of pop, uh, uh, corn, popcorn. And I was staying there all day because daddy was working now someplace else. But the steel farming was going on. We had to come back home. We had to get the wood in. The water out the system. Every day. So we went on. Now I'm I'm growing up. I'm in school and I'm about to get to the A grade. So about the time I got to the eighth grade, I was about ready now to go to high school. My first year in high school was rough. I was very small for my age. I wouldn't grow for some reason, but I was good and healthy. 
And when I got to high school, I'm weighing about 130, 30, 31. I met a young lady, Wilma Rudolph. We grew up together on the same street. I used to run with her. And uh, she trusted me, I trusted her. And we could run. And the rest of the story about her is history, I think. Everybody that don't know who Wilma Rudolph is, they need to find out. And then I had a rough time the first year in school. It got rougher in the second year in high school, and it got rougher in the third year of high school. Bert High. It was rough for me. And I could get along with the girls all right, but with the men, I had a problem. I'm not bragging, but I was very popular on the young ladies. I was very popular. Uh, proper, uh, important, I said that. And I had trouble out of a lot of young men when I was in high school. So, I come back home. <clears throat> I said, I'm going to church. Now, my people We all grew up believing in the Church of Christ. My granddaddy, grandmama believed in the Baptist Church. Well, I decided with my sister, I love her, uh, my first sister, my second sister, my third sister. Um, one Sunday I got up, I said, come on, we going to church. I didn't know it was, we didn't go to white church, we went to black church. I would never talk that. So we were walking about, I would say about five miles. And seen that for walking anyway. And we went to a white church. And when we walk in, just about everybody turned around and looked at us. And the pastor said to the congregation that these people want to be baptized. I didn't know what's the difference. And they baptized us. So, when no people of color in the church, now, today, it's full. It's mixed, well mixed church. And the pastor just passed a few years ago that baptized me. I was so proud of him. So I go back home. And uh, the next day or so, I walk in a, about a restaurant, they call it. 
And they told me that we don't serve your kind in here. So I look at it, it probably was a bar. It most likely it was a bar. And I said, why? I want something to eat. So well, if you go back out and come around the back door, I can give you something to eat. I said, what? What difference do it make? What dough I get some food out of? Well, I went back home on the phone, back on the phone. The mules were gone. Now tractors is coming on the phone. Oh, got rid of all the mules. Because those new, those new farmers of America wasn't about to walk behind a mule all day. You had to walk behind a mule, turn the plow over all day long. And people are hollering about the price of food now. When you could get a dozen eggs for a quarter, less than that, back in the 20s, my mama told me they could get a dozen for 11 cents. People are hollering about the price of food. The reason the price of food is we were called a dumb, dusty farmer. That's what they used to call the farmers back in the days. Because farmers didn't make much money, but they had a plenty of food. We had a plenty of good food to eat. And on the farm, we needed this and we needed that. So when I was in a high school, I took a course in New Farming of America. And I read about machines and things they had that we didn't know. Because most farmers, if they had, lived, they had went to school and made it to the third or fourth grade, they were doing good. Now, I'm an eighth grade scholar. Getting ready, get, get, getting ready to go further if possible. Now, there, we couldn't go to school together. We couldn't sit in the same school. The black American and white American, we couldn't go to the same school together. And we played as children together. You want to hear something? I had to walk about three miles east about three miles west, about three miles south, and about three miles east, north, south, east, and west to play with black Americans. I grew up like uh, a reservation. And so now, when we get about 12 or 13, we weren't allowed to play together no more. And we all would sit and talk and cry. Grandmama came in from California and was telling me about California. Hmm. And in California, 
was all right. But when I got there, but crossing the country, I took the bus, the train part of the way. Yeah, I took the train to California the first time. I went. Whew. Every train station we stopped in. White Americans sit over here. Black Americans sit over there. We weren't allowed to use the same restaurant. We weren't allowed to drink the same water. We weren't allowed to eat the same food. Not sitting in the restaurant. We had to get the food from the back door. All the way across the country. And every state we stopped in was the same thing. Colors hit. White just over there. Colors hit over here. And so <clears throat> I stayed out there for about nine, ten years. So when I so when I came back across the country after Mr. King <clears throat> had been doing what he had been doing. So when I was in California, it was, you could go to the same restaurant, you could ride the bus any way you want, but we were still having problems. This segregation problem was still going on. So we, they started farming out their picket lines. So we sit in picket line, and the bus, they come, get a busload of us, take us to jail. I'm in California now. So I got tired of California. I want to come back home. I get back to Tennessee. The same bus that was pulled by us walking. Rain, sleet, or snow. We walk to school. They pass by us. The rock crackers up on top of our heads. Children kids and we walked to school. No bus for us. They couldn't make two buses. I couldn't figure it out. But about the time I got to high school, they had a bus for us to ride on. Okay. Now I'm looking at I said, Whoa, well I go to the restaurant. Still the same thing. You come in here, but you can't eat. I walk in a restaurant one night. We don't serve y'all in here. I said, what y'all ain't but two of us. And so they kept talking until they called a correcting office. And he saw me. And he said, hey boy. Yes, sir. Why are you in this restaurant? I said, well, sir, I'm in here to get something to eat. They're not going to feed you in here. You come on. 
He put me in a car. I thought he would take me to jail. He took me to Kentucky. And said, get out. I don't want to catch you back over in Tennessee. I said, yes, sir. You really weren't supposed to say yes, sir. You're supposed to say yes, sir. No, sir. That's the way we were trained to talk. So he put me out. It was dark. It was night. The other guy that was with me, I don't know what happened to him. I guess he must have ran off. I said, it was two of them. But I said yes, sir, and no, sir, to him, because I had been out in California. He said, you came back here to help that old leader out, huh? You know who you were talking about. So I said, what do you mean? I said, I grew up here. Nah, you don't talk like no, no Southern. So I guess I had lost my accent by the time I out in Cal- out Cali. So he dropped me off in Kentucky and told me, I bet not catch you back in Tennessee. So okay. So I started walking. <laughs> I walked out of Kentucky, thought I was going the right way in Kentucky, and walked back over in Tennessee. Here come this same correction officer. He said, I'm going to take you further in Kentucky this time. I said, okay. He dropped me off in Kentucky. So now I know this time I'm going the right way. That's two times. I've seen this correct nothing. I fooled around and got back to the same bar that I had just got kicked out of. So when I walk in there, they call this big correct officer again. He took me back and dropped me off in Kentucky again. He pulled that long, shiny pistol out, rubbed it across his nose. He said, you see this gun? I said, yes. I said, I ain't blind. Don't get smart with me, boy. I said, yes, sir. He said, now, if I see you in Kentucky again, I'm in Tennessee, I'm going to kill you. I said, okay. I'm going to bury you. I said, okay. He said, I'm going to fool you full of bullets. And I'm going to burn you again. I look at him. 
I say, if you think I'm playing, show up in Tennessee again. I said, Arthur, shut up, boy. I said, let me explain to you. I grew up in Tennessee. I don't know one thing about Kentucky. No, you didn't. I said, how can you go tell me that? And my mama and daddy have a farm out there in, Ten- in uh, Clarksville. No. I don't believe you. I believe you came back here to help that king uh, integrate this city. I said to myself, I sure did. But I guess he might have hurt my... And, okay. After he broke that gum, talking about he going to bury me and dig me up and shoot me some more and bury me again, you can pay me one to go back to, to Tennessee. I don't want to go back to this day. So, I call some kind of way. I, my daddy found out I was in Kentucky and came and got me up. I said, how you know I was up here? He said, you hadn't got back home. And I went down and found out that you was in Kentucky. I'm walking down the street. God, no, I don't know where I was going. Nobody, I'm just, I guess I was just about grown. And so I came back to, I came back on the phone. And every time I heard a car come down the street, I could crawl up on the house. I said, oh no, might be him. I wouldn't tell my dad because I know I didn't want them upset what had happened to me. I had to get out of Tennessee. Okay. I got me a ticket. A bus ticket. I'm going back to California. I went back to California. I went to school. We all went to school together. We went to restaurants together. We sat in in places together. I stayed out there for a while. I came back home. I, I got... I got married about four years. It didn't work. And uh, I decided to go back to Tennessee. I figured he was gone about this time. So I got back I got back to Tennessee. Things had changed. He was gone. I said, thank God. So when I got back, it's still I having problem out of people that didn't want us in there. I'm tired of this. Now I've been in California. I went everywhere I want want to do. I went back to California. I stayed out there for four and a half years. I came back. And now I had time to think. I went to church. 
and I read the Bible real good. The same white church that I went to got me one in, in town. I was young. I'm still young. I ain't grown yet. And so I started preaching. I had been reading the Bible. Daddy used to set me up at night. Mom and all the kids were in, in bed. And I had to read a chapter to him every night. Well, he said, I know it's in you to be a preacher the way you love the word. I see you. Every night I be so sleepy sometimes. And I never will forget. It was a word I couldn't remember. A-S-L. I want to say the other part, but it was Al's. A-S. I kept reading. This one was in, in high school now. I kept reading Al. Al's. I'm getting ready to go to high school, really. Al's. I couldn't remember that word for nothing. He said, I'm telling you what. I'm going outside and cut me a switch. And you don't remember that word every time I ask you and you don't remember it, you're going to get a whooping. And daddy, you didn't want daddy whooping. You didn't get two or three whoopings from mama. You won't want daddy whooping. So I had a hard time and that word. But now, when you listen at me talk about it, I might move forward too fast on something, but I'll move back. I'll get it. So this is a funny thing, and it's a true story I'm going to tell you. I got a church in town. And the money, it was small, small place. People were coming from Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga place to hear this young boy preach. This one was young, to preach. And so I can't put everything in order. I had to put it and it come to my mind. Now, I'm at the church every Sunday. I didn't understand how to run the church. Did nobody tell me you should go read the Bible and figure out what sermon you're going to preach or what you're going to talk about. Jesus gave me what to say. But the money was coming short. So one night, me and Daddy were up. He sent me to bed, and I had the radio, and I heard on there that some jazz musicians were making Big money, a thousand dollar million or something like that. Big man, me. I'm gonna jump up and tell God what I'm going to do. I'll tell anybody. To tell God what you're gonna do is a big mistake you can make in your life. You can ask him, you can pray to him for it. But you just don't come up and tell God what you're going to do. I know he laughed. I know him and Jesus sat back and laughed when I'm fixing to tell you. 
I said, well, God, I'm going to California. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to make me some money playing music. I'm going to buy me a farm. I'm going to raise enough of food, vegetables stuff on it to make enough of money to build you a church. I know he laughed. He didn't say nothing. Go on. Go. Go and do what you want to do. So, I got to California. I had to go to school. So, I went to go to school. I'm going to play music and make enough money to buy me a, a farm. I'm going to take enough of food, I'm going to raise enough of vegetables on this farm to build me a home, a church. I got news for you. I just know God and Jesus sat back and left. It didn't go that way. I, I went to school, got out of school, played music. I love playing music, playing the guitar at that time. I was young. And so... I haven't built no church yet. Now I went back to read the Bible again. I saw where I had made a big mistake. I told God what I'm going to do. I know he sat back in that. Out there, looked like when I left the church, it looked like life fell apart. It was good. The devil, tell you, he'll let you blossom for a while. And he'll pull the rug out on you. What I mean by that, if you don't pray to God, if you don't read, you don't know. Now, I done read all kinds of books and everything. I had a library of books. Enough I sold to get a ticket back to Tennessee. Talk with my dad. He said, what happened? I told him. It was rough. Now, when you tell God what you're going to do, that's the biggest mistake you can ever have. You got to pray about it. You got to ask him. God don't have to do anything, but you be glad when he answer your prayer. So, I read, I said, I'm going to pick the Bible up, and I'm going to start at Genesis, and I'm going to read all the way through it again. I got, to, I got to the point there where he said, you can do all things through Christ who is strengthening you. I'll supply all your needs through my riches and glory. Uh-uh. Something went through my body. Uh-uh. I said, that's where I made a mistake. Now, with the church I had, if I had stayed there and kept on preaching, God supplied, he enlarged everything I had. When he said that, you bring all the tithes to the church. 
I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out you a blessing that you can't find room to put it. Now, I begin to understand. Most buildings have more windows than they do doors. So if I get the throwing stuff out, 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 the, out the house, I would have more windows than I do doors. I said, I made a mistake. Big mistake. Big man. Gonna tell God. I did, I saw where this man had built some new bonds. And he said to God, so, so, I'm going to build some new barn to, tonight. He built the barn. He said, now I got the barn filled, so, 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 we're going to have a ball. God said, you fool. I call for your soul tonight. In the Bible. Now, I pray. I said, God, if I live, if you let me live to get 50, it was 40 or 50. I said, I'm going to give the rest of my days to you. So, that's, that's what I've done. So, one night, I was standing up in church. A sister walked up to me and said something about 50. Said, oh, yeah. I was, yeah, it must have been 40. So I was 50. She said, oh, you look like you about 40. I said, let me tell the church something. I said, if you had told me 40 years ago, I, I'm up in about my 60 now. I said, if you had told me 40 years ago that I'd be standing up in church preaching at 50, 55, 60, I thought you could put me something wrong with you. I said, if I had believed that I would be preaching in church at 50, 60, I was thought something wrong with you. The church stood up and clapped. Because when God has something for you to do, you are going to do it before you leave this if you trust him now anything you want out of life go to God first pray and talk about it now we move on I haven't built that church yet and I'm 84 years old but my voice haven't changed much since I've been in my early 20s. It's weird, but it's true. So, 
when I'm talking about life, my life, I have to refer, refer to things when I think about it. Now, now after that, I came to Ohio. I love Ohio better than I care anywhere I live in America. Ohio have the full season. California have two seasons. Wet and hot. All up there, up there in New Mexico, Phoenix, Arizona, all there. Out there. Hot and wet. In, in Ohio, they treat they treated me like I was a human being. I have heard when I was down south, when I was at home, which Kentucky, when you got there, it was no more placing you where you could sit on the bus. You could sit anywhere you want on the bus. In Tennessee, we still had to sit in the back, down south, down through there. It wasn't from that lady, those part. I don't know how long it would last before it was changed. You weren't able to sit anywhere you want on the bus. And when I got to Cleveland, I went everywhere I want, but one thing for sure, you still have to be careful. You have people that don't quite understand people. They're all God made, one blood. Mm -hmm. Everybody have this one blood, a human being. But you, it's like this old saying they used to say, one apple for the whole bear. It's one life when you said Santa Claus to come and slide down the chimney, too. <laughs> they cut that lie out. Children understand, how does Santa Claus going to get down the chimney? Why he got to come down the chimney? He come through, can't come through the door. In, in the first place, for Christmas, we didn't have no chimney big enough for Santa Claus slide down. <laughs> so that didn't make sense. Uh, we got a brown bag with an orange and apple, few nuts, not too much candy because it said it make your belly hurt. And sometimes you might got a pair of socks or something like that for Christmas. And we was happy. Mm -hmm. Mom and me had cooked that good ham been hanging up in the smokehouse. You've been wanting to hurry up and cook it anyway. They would cook cake, pies, and things on Christmas. 
We we would go from one uncle to uncle house, cousin house, everybody looking for that little brown bag. A food, orange, an apple, a cup of few nuts, and candy. And Christmas wasn't no such thing, no Christmas lights. You made the the decoration that went on the Christmas tree. Wasn't no such thing. It's lights and all those stuff. And then they had this glitter. This this glitter. They they hang on the Christmas tree. Sometimes they put a corn around around the tree. And life was different then. And we enjoyed it Christmas. And then when you got a little older, you might get a pack of firecrackers or something like that. But now... Here come Easter. I'm still down south now. Easter, we had egg hunt. Easter hunt. Easter egg hunt. Easter hunt. Mama and them boil a big pot of eggs, and women, they would color them. And they had one egg. They had a golden egg. Whoever found the golden egg got a prize. Prize might have been a dime, might have been a nickel, might have been a quarter. That's a lot of money back in that day. You could even buy something with a penny, nickel, dime. They had something for You walk in the store now, talking about you buying something for a nickel or a dime or something. They something to call the police. If not, throw you up. Oh, not in the store you can buy for a penny. Or dime or nickel. But uh, so much on that. So, that's the only thing I can say. God bless America and be blessed. We'll be back for another episode. Ciao.